Blog Talk Radio. Embrace Today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host Apri Curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Good morning and welcome to Embrace Today. I am your host, E. Pre Curry, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to a, another another new episode that we are going to be discussing this morning. I'm actually really excited about this morning's message because I have been up struggling since 4 a.m. trying to get the technology right um, for the show, and I've never actually had any issues with it. So I'm kind of excited that. Um, this message is going to go forth this morning. I thought that I was not going to be able to do it. However, I continued to press through the issues that I was having and was able to get it set up. Um, this morning, we are going to continue. We are in our fourth teaching out of five for just wait. This is only the setup. And we have been talking this month about the setup, that setup period prior to you walking into what God is getting ready to do in your life. A lot of us, God has been blessing and he has been opening doors. He has stretched us. He has transformed our minds. We have been receiving blessings, and I'm not just talking about physical blessings, but we have just been receiving blessings. We have been receiving favor. And sometimes we can mistake that for being um, the place where God wants us to be. We can mistake that and think that we have arrived. But this message is just saying, just wait. This is only the setup. There is more to come. Greater is coming. This is only that in-between season prior to you stepping into what God is getting ready to do in your life. Uh, This month we have been in the book of Ruth, chapter 3. Um, for the past few months, we have been in the book of Ruth, and next month, we'll actually end the book of Ruth with uh, chapter four. But this month, we have been talking about that setup period and that period in which Ruth, she had left her country and came to uh, Bethlehem with her mother-in-law. She wanted to embrace her mother-in-law's God and her mother-in-law's people. And so there was a process that Ruth had to go through once she set in her mind that that was what she wanted. Once she was determined enough to embrace Naomi's God, which is her mother-in-law, once she was determined enough to go with her, then there was a process that she had to go through. She had come to a whole other country. She had to learn the culture. She had to learn the process. But yet they had no covering because both of their husbands had died. And so she's in this um, other country, and she has begun to find favor in some of the people in that country. And one of the people that she found favor with was Boaz, which was a relative of her father-in-law. And so in that culture, there was something that they acknowledged called the kinsman redeemer. And Boaz was the kinsman redeemer. And what that was was the closest relative in that family. They would be able to take on the bride, which was of the deceased person, to carry on that name and any belongings that went to them. 
And so we're to the point to where Ruth, Naomi had addressed Ruth and advised Ruth on the process on what she needed to do in order to get started with the process of letting Boaz know that she wanted him to be her kinsman redeemer. And so we're at the place to where she has come to Boaz. She has made her request known. However, Boaz advised Ruth that there was someone closer in relation to her than he was. And so uh, Boaz told her last week, as we discussed in Chapter 13, he says, "Um, there's someone closer and nearer than I. Stay here for the night. This is at the threshing floor. And in the morning, if he wants to redeem you, good, let him redeem you. But if he's not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here till the morning. And so he advised her of this closer relative, this closer person that actually had the opportunity to take her on as his wife. He was closer than Boaz. Boaz also made a promise to her. He said, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it if he doesn't want to. And so he gave her a covenant. He gave her a vow. He gave her his word prior to him going to this other gentleman. And so now we are in verses 14 and 15 this week. We're going to discuss what happens next after he told her to lie there till the morning. And so chapter 14 reads, so she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized. And he said, don't let it be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. And so when we are in that in-between season, that setup, when we are waiting to do what God has called us to do, last week I ended on the note of we have to make sure that we go through the process. So he could not skip going around this other relative just because Ruth wanted to be married to Boaz. They had to go through the process. And so we also have to acknowledge that some things are private. When we are in that setup season, when God is preparing us and setting up what he is getting ready to do in our life, we have to acknowledge that some things are private. Some things are just between us and God. We have to understand that some things, some recognition could be harmful. It's, it's, good in, it's good that we want to put ourselves out there and that we want to show what God is doing in our life, but we must Uh, recognize and be aware that some recognition could be harmful because some things could be misinterpreted. She was at the threshing floor, and first of all, she went to the threshing floor in the night. A woman walking in the night could have been mistaken for a prostitute or a streetwalker. That was number one. And so we want to make sure that when we are doing things and when we are making our requests and when we are approaching others that we are going in a way that cannot be misinterpreted. True, people can misinterpret anything, but you want to make sure that you are using wisdom in what you are doing. You want to make sure that you are being led and that people are guiding you. And when I say people are guiding you, first you need to get with God, and then the Lord may send you to someone or may send someone to you with the wisdom or the direction that you need. But we first must understand that some things are private. Some things can be harmful to our reputation, and that's something that we do not want. And so Ruth, she was following what her mother-in-law told her. However, Boaz also was giving her wisdom. He was giving her direction as she had come to him. He says, lay here. Lay at my feet until the morning. And so she got up and he, before anyone could recognize what was going on. And then he said, don't let it be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. It also could have been harmful for that other kinsman. He could have, someone could have went back and told him that Naomi and Boaz was sleeping together. And then that could have put harm in the way of him 
being able to take him, take her on as his wife if he wanted to. So sometimes we are in seasons and God is placing us, placing us in positions where he is setting some things up, but we have to be careful and keep some things to ourselves because some people can misinterpret what God is doing. It can very well be what God has set up and what he has sent you to do. But when we get to telling people, you ever, you remember that uh, game when we were kids, it's called telephone. And so some person, someone starts off and they tell the next person something and it goes all the way around the circle till it gets to the end. And at the end, the person at the end has to repeat the message. By the time the message gets to the end, it's typically not the message that started off. And so that's how it could be with us if we are not, um, if we are not wise and watching out what we are saying and who we are saying it to. Another thing is we have to be careful on what we are sharing because sometimes we are sharing things with people and we are excited. And don't get me wrong, it is exciting when God is doing something in your life and you're just super excited. And sometimes you're, you're not even really thinking that you're telling too much. You're just talking out of excitement, especially if it's someone that's closer, close to you. And sometimes that person's reaction or response can hinder you from moving forward. They can make a comment and not even know that they just shut down your dream, that they just killed your spirit, that they just put something negative in your spirit. And they also can do it intentionally, but oftentimes it's done unintentionally. And so we have to make sure that we are keeping things private that need to be private between us and God so that the process can be fulfilled the way that he wants us to fulfill it. Another thing is sometimes when we are going through the process, and we are telling people, and we are telling people what we are doing, and we are telling people it can hinder our process because it can take our mind, our mind can be on him and what he has told us to do. But when that other person gets to talking, our, our minds are shifted to that person and what they are saying and what they are doing, especially if they are saying that you are not qualified to do what God has called you to do. If they are saying that you don't have what you need or you don't have the gifting or you don't have the talent or you don't have the education to do what God has called you to do, that can deter you from focusing on your purpose and what you started off to do and what you set forth to do because you have begun to open your mouth when you should have kept it quiet. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some times when the Lord will lead you to say some things, but you must understand that some things are just between you and him. Even in your excitement, sometimes we have to take that excitement and when we want to tell somebody, we just need to get with God and just start praising him and get with him and just praise him in that excitement. Give him all the glory. But we must know that some things are private because things can be misinterpreted and recognition can be harmful. It's not good to always want to be recognized. Sometimes you need to fall back and lay in a cut. There's nothing wrong with being in the background. And when it's your time to come forward, then you will, the Lord will spring you forward and you will bring forth what he has called you to bring forth. But in the setup season when some things are going on that you don't even know about, you have to make sure that you are keeping your mouth closed. He acknowledged that there could have been some misinterpretation, but yet he still gave her wisdom. He still told her what to do. He still gave her knowledge. And so the Lord is not going to, and go back to verse 13 when he gave her his word. He said, there is another. However, if he doesn't want to do it, as surely as the Lord lives, I will. And so we must have confidence. We must have confidence in the word that the Lord has given us. 
We must have confidence in what God has spoken to us and continue to do what he has called for us to do. We don't need other people to affirm us or qualify us. We don't need other people to cheer us on because what happens when people start stop cheering you on? They start now, but then they stop later. Will your mind go back to why people why people aren't encouraging you anymore or cheering you on, or will you still be able to stay focused? Sometimes we need to keep our mouth shut because of ourselves. It's not just other people that hinders us, but we hinder ourselves because we get to a place to where we feel like we need other people to approve us. We need other people to qualify us. We need to see certain people in the audience when we are doing certain things. We need to see certain people's names as being people that are providing for us. We need to see people in the midst of our process and in the midst of our elevation, we get to a place to where we have to see people. And if those people, if we don't see those people, then we automatically, our minds start shifting to, oh, they don't want to support me now, or where were you at when this, and where were you at when that, when that is not always the case. Sometimes the Lord removes those people from your life because of you. It's not because of them. It's because of you. You have to get to a place to where you can focus on him and do what he is calling you to do without anyone. If there was no one else, would you be able to do what God has called for you to do? Would you be able to keep silent and praise God in your excitement as he is propelling you, as he is elevating you, as he is transforming you? Are you able to stay focused on him? And so we have to get to the place to where we acknowledge that some things are private. Everything is not about what everyone else is doing to you or can do to you or have done to you. Sometimes it's us, and we have to acknowledge that. We can't continue to want to blame other people for what's going on in our lives. Sometimes it's us, and we have to dig down deep into our hearts and acknowledge, I do have some issues. I do feel like I always need to see a tangible person there with me. I do feel like I always need somebody to cheer me on or somebody to tell me that I did a great job. Well, what if no one tells you that? What if no one tells you that, but you feel the peace of God in your heart? Are you still able to move forward in what he has called for you to do? And so this is very important when we are in this season. If we can't get it in the setup season, we're definitely not going to get it when we arrive. And so we must understand that there will be times where people may not tell you that you did a great job or that was a good word or your business is very successful or you're doing very well. There may be times when people do not tell us that. But will you still believe that that's what you're doing? when you know that's what you're doing? Will you still believe that that's what you're doing when you have the peace of God in you? Everyone is not going to cheer you on. Everyone is not always going to tell you you did a great job, even if you did. Even if they feel like you did, people may not tell you. And it may not be that they're doing it intentionally. They just may not do it. But will you still be able to stay focused on God and the purpose and what he has called for you to do in those silent moments, in those private moments, when he has just called it to be just you and him? Will you still be able to stay focused on your purpose? And so sometimes we must understand that recognition, someone recognizing us, can be harmful. It can be. And it can be a place, and I'm going to go here with it, too. Sometimes it can be harmful because people recognize us and they will begin to call on us for different opportunities. And they'll continue to call on you and call on you and call on you for all these different opportunities. And we're busy running from opportunity to opportunity to opportunity and we're missing the assignment that God has for us. 
And so sometimes recognition is not good because we're so easily persuaded to do what other people are calling us to do when we should be focused on God and what he has called for us to do. We're not focusing on him and getting the word from him and allowing him to place us in the assignment that he has for us because we're too busy running around and, and running into these opportunities that's coming up when God is saying all recognition is not good. And so it doesn't matter wherever you go and people don't know your name, people don't know your face. That doesn't matter. What matters is is that you're in the will of God and that you're doing what he has called for you to do. And so we must understand that some things are private. All recognition is not good recognition. Some recognition can be harmful, and that harm is not coming from others. It can be coming from you. And then also some things can be misinterpreted. And so we want to make sure that when we are putting ourselves in positions, when we are doing when we are making decisions and however we come out and how we come across, we must understand that we have to be aware of things that can be misinterpreted. We have to get to a place to where we are doing what God has called for us to do the way that He wants us to do it. And so some things are private. Everything in your, that's going on in your life is not for everyone to know. It's not. And so we have to get to a place to where we are acknowledging that, yes, God, I can do this in, in a private season. I can do this just with me and you. I don't need anybody else to approve or affirm me because you have given me your word. You have told me what I will do. You have told me that you will prepare me to do it. You have told me all of these things. And so now the ball is in our court. Will we trust and believe what God is doing in our life when we are going through the process? Are we able to get to a point to where when God is telling us something and it is just between us and he, are we able to stay in that position where we are keeping our mouths closed and praising him with our excitement. Truly enough, we want to tell our friend, especially our closest friend, what God is doing in our life. But sometimes he is calling you away from that closest friend because he just wants you to stay and believe. He wants you to he wants you to believe him without having to have someone to cheer you on to believe him. And so we have to get to that place to where we are acknowledging that some things are private. Some things are just us and God us and God, and we have to be able to press forward and run the race that he has for us to run with us and him. I'm telling you, what God is doing, what he is getting ready to do, what you are getting ready to walk into, you have to be prepared. You have to know when to keep your mouth shut. You have to understand that your your reputation, you are representing him. And so wherever you go, whatever you do, you are representing him. Your decisions will be critical. You have to make sure that you understand that you do not have to be recognized by everyone. Everybody recognizing you is not a good thing. Popularity is not always a good thing. And so it's not good for you to always want to be seen and be known. And God should be seen. But we must understand, and we have to have the wisdom. We have to have the wisdom to know these things. And when we have the wisdom to know these things, then we'll be able to press forward and do what God has called for us to do. And so what we are preparing for now, these extra, these little, it's like the little things that God has to, the little reminders before you actually walk in. And so we have to get these little reminders under our belt so when we walk in, we'll already have it. We won't be surprised by the different things that come up in our lives. And so let's look at verse 15. It says, he also said, bring the shawl you are wearing and hold it out. When she did so, he poured into it six measures of barley and put it on her. 
Then he went back to town. And so when we are in that setup season and we are waiting, we have to, number one, acknowledge that some things are private, but then we have to acknowledge that our covering will provide. We must understand that Boaz, he had been providing for her. He had been showing her favors since she came into Bethlehem, and she went out to find a place to glean. She had been, she had been shown favor from him. Although her husband was dead and she had no covering, she had no protection, she did not have someone to provide for her, Boaz had been that symbol in her life since she came into Bethlehem. And then he told her, he said, bring your shawl. Your shawl is something that usually went over you to cover you. He told her, he said, bring your shawl here, and that he was going to provide her. He was even going to provide her. He already had provided her with, with his word, but he also provided her with some food to take back to her mother-in-law. And so he sent her away with hope. He had given her his word in verse 13 again that says, if the other ten, if the other closer relative doesn't do it, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. And he said, lie here. He said, lie here. He had gave, given her his word. But then he also gave her some physical food to take back for her and her mother-in-law. And so she used the shawl, her covering, to carry the food. But then the person that had been her physical covering in a sense there he had been providing her with his word. And so he sent her away with hope. He sent her away with a hope that she was going to be taken care of one way or another, whether it was with that closer relative or by him. But either or, she was going to have a provider. And he spoke that into her life. And she knew that what he was speaking was the truth because he had already proven himself as a man of integrity. He was, she was still shown favor even though she had to go through the process. She was still shown favor even though there was what looks like an obstacle had come up. He was still showing her favor. And what God is saying is I have already spoken it into your life. I do not know, I do not need you to get approval from anyone else. He says, I have spoken it to you. I have provided for you spiritually. I have provided for you physically. Now I need you to go back and remember what I spoke to you because I am the one that's covering you. I have you covered. As long as you are under my wings and doing what I have called you to do, you are all set. But I need you to trust me because I am getting ready to bring something out of you that you have been holding on to for way too long. I have prepared you. I have prepped you. And now it's getting ready for you to walk. It's getting ready to be time for you to walk out. And so he is wanting us to trust him. He is wanting us to go through this process. There is nothing wrong with you staying in silence with God for a season. He will prepare you. He will give you the word. He will give you the directive. He will give you everything that you need. You do not, again, need anybody to affirm or approve what God has already told you. That is a word that cannot be erase that is a word that cannot be taken away the only way that it will not go forth is if you hinder it and so we have to get to a place that when we are in this setup season yes you are in a setup season and yes you are in a process but God has shown you favor. He has provided for you. He has always been there for you. He has never left you or he has never forsaken you. Even when you left him, he did not leave you. And so it's time for us to get back in alignment with him and what he has called for us to do. He has placed a purpose in your life. He has created you to do what he has called you to do. Now it's time for you to prepare yourself to get ready to walk into it because the time is coming where you will walk out and what he has placed in you will brush bless the world. And so we have to get to a place to where we acknowledge that some things are private. 
You don't have to tell everybody what's going on with you. You do not have to prove to anybody what God has told you to do or what he has called for you to do, what he is doing for you. You do not have to prove to anyone. What you have to do is prove to God that he can trust you with what he has placed in you, that you will deliver what he has placed in you. We have to prove to him. God is preparing us, even for those of us that didn't even think that God has uh, that God has put something in us. Those of us that don't even believe that there is a God, that don't even believe in Jesus, he has placed something in you. But you have to surrender. You have to submit your life and go to him. There is a process that you will have to go through. But it starts with surrendering to him, surrendering to the process that he has for you, surrendering to the purpose that he has for you. Utilize your gifts for the kingdom of God. Regardless of what anyone has told you, regardless of any death words that have been spoken to you, God has prepared you. We have to stop making excuses on why we can't do what God has called for us to do. Stop hindering yourself and walk in the purpose that God has placed in your life. We have to get out of the habit of just going through life. We cannot continue to override what God has placed in our life, the purpose that he has placed in our life, because we are scared. There's no room for fear. We have to walk in fear. I'm scared every, every time I do this, any time that I preach, any time that I'm teaching, any time that I'm doing anything that has to do with people, I'm scared. But I do it because I'm doing it for God and not for me. And I want to see everybody walking in their purpose. If I can help any, just one person get closer to God, that is what I want to do. That is my desire, to help people come into the kingdom of God and fulfill their purpose. And there's always hope with anyone, regardless of what you have done in your past, regardless of what you are doing today, what you just did before you listened to this. There's always hope in Jesus. And so we have to get to a place to where we recognize God created me for a purpose. Now, the question I'll leave you is, will you walk in it? Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this day, God. I thank you that you have given us another opportunity to move forward, Lord, and do what you have called for us to do, oh, God. I pray, God, that you soften our hearts, God, and that we walk closer to you, God. I pray that anyone that has not been walking with you, that we start walking with you this day, Lord, by surrendering and telling you, God, I surrender to your will. And, Lord, we know, Lord, that some we just don't know what to do at times, and we're asking you to show us what to do. Help us, Lord. If there's someone that you would have to help us through this process, Lord, can you send that person to us, Lord? Help us to keep our mouths closed when we need to keep our mouths closed, Lord, and help us to understand that you have us covered as long as we are walking in your will. Father God, we need you and we love you. I pray that everyone that listens to this message, Lord, will be drawn closer to you, Lord. I pray, God, that they will just walk boldly in their purpose, Lord. I pray that they have your boldness and your courage, Lord. I pray that they understand that your strength and power is in them and that they
they can do all things through you because you give them strength. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you continue to lead us and guide us in all that we do, Lord. I pray, God, that we silence those negative voices that are coming our way, Lord. And then I pray, God, that you help us to understand that we don't need other people to approve us. We don't need other people to encourage us or cheer us on, Lord, but we just need to get to a place to where if nobody else uh, encourages us, that we can move forward knowing that we are walking boldly in what you have called for us to do. Father God, I pray that you continue to strengthen us, Lord. Continue to lead us and guide us, Lord. Continue to help us to be all that you have called for us to be. Lord, we need you and we love you. We thank you and we praise you. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouseministries.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following at Curry on Twitter. Be blessed and embrace your today.